2: famous football
1: podcast
2: brought to you by taking.com. I am your humble host, aka the consummate Professional, aka once said Alvin Kamara wouldn't be worth a first-round pick, aka doubt it or even Eli Manning's quote-unquote Hall of Fame resume. AKA make bloop a thing. The old married guy, Peter Rogers, joined by some of the guys we have the caster of the double reverse chutzpah aka the man who single handedly destroyed the jaguar season aka the champion of doggos everywhere aka the founder president and treasurer of the God of chub for nick chub fan club mr independent drinker clark barnes and we are joined by it's been a while the number two walter Sobchak, but number one tarzan aka free the stash aka super bowl 49 was a weird game for me aka principal trunchbull is my spirit animal the man the myth the legend did you nick guys how are we doing tonight
1: good beat how you doing?
2: Ah, I'm doing very well. Did you guys, um, <clears throat> I don't want to start talking about me, but do you uh, like this nice shirt that I'm wearing? Becca got it for me for Christmas.
1: Yeah. Did you, did you dress up for us?
2: I wanted to look
0: good for you guys. <laughs> I guess we're on theme. My uh, no step on snake handmade shirt was also a Christmas present last year. Ooh, me. look
2: at that.
1: I have a shirt on that I bought in a bar.
2: That's not bad. That's good, Nick. You're getting out. You're seeing people. That's really nice. It's good for you to be out in the world and, and to explore things rather than just sit in your room all the time. It's great. It's a big accomplishment for you. I like it because it's not only super soft, but it's also – have you guys heard of this brand, Untucked? It's like basically men's button-down shirts that are designed to be worn outside of your pantalones so that they're not tucked. Um, yeah. Oh, Clark has something to say. I was going to say, I love them, and they should sponsor us, but Clark seemingly hates them.
0: No, I just, I like when someone turns, like, f- drinking water into marketing. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. designed to be untucked. It's like, yes, for the past 15 years, <laughs> most people wear their button-down shirts, but they turned it into, like, a thing. It's like the Don Draper, like, but our cigarettes are roasted. It's like everyone's roasted. It's like, yeah, but we're saying, yeah, but we're, we're saying they're roasted. I just uh, so I don't hate them. I would love for them to sponsor the show. When I wear a button down, rarely tuck it in. It's true. Uh, I just always find it like I just love and hate marketing so much.
2: <laughs> <sighs> good it's, talk.
0: It's effective though. They do. We will time. get to football eventually, uh, but like 15 more minutes of this, guys. But so 15
2: stick- more minutes of of us rambling about t shirts and and button downs and how. Th- marketing is is just everything. It's how we market ourselves. Yeah, if you're going to make t-shirts, don't use
0: Gildan. Like spend the extra 3 bucks a shirt. That's my hot t-shirt take.
2: It's flaming. It's I can't say I can I can't relate to it. I can't like add and my own it, two cents to it, but Last one, anything more than a 3 color on a screen print
0: is too much. Mm, interesting. But what if you're doing a rainbow? Yeah. Don't what if you're, what rainbow? if the whole big, the whole
2: shirt is a rainbow?
0: You will have a big, thick, unwieldy print <laughs> that will come off,
2: uh, likely in the dryer, mm-hmm.
0: and it'll be very expensive, like a
2: like a. Oh, so you're saying Jesus. you're saying just pure practical purposes? If you want your shirt to last the longest, anything more than three colors is going to fall yeah. apart. Got well, it. Or it'll make like a big patch. Yeah. Right. So you're you were it was less less of being like stylistically, no shirt should have more than three colors. No. It's more that you were saying like, if you hey tip to all those people out there making custom T-shirts, uh, make sure you have three or less colors because otherwise your shirt will fall apart quicker. I used to own
0: shorts that were more than three colors, Pete. Damn, back in the nineties. Back days. in the nineties, Clark, so, you were alive in the nineties. I was uh, <laughs> thinking and remembering. In the nineties. Yeah. Wow.
2: What a crazy life you've led. I know.
1: Clark's like creed where like you it just you keep finding out more things about how old he is and so it just it's becoming more ambiguous about when he was born. This is good. I like
2: it. Clark Clark, yeah, Clark claims he he's has an age, but he really doesn't. He's age. He's thirty
0: six. Have you seen Twilight? It's like that.
2: Oh yeah. Ooh, Clark's a vampire. Let's start spreading this rumor. I like it. Um, all right, should we talk football? Yeah.
0: Uh, I guess. But I first
2: guess. of all, I would like to say football is stupid, and I hate fantasy football. Second that notion. Second that. And with that being said, let's talk fantasy football. <laughs> 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 let's let's uh, jump right into it. Uh, we got starts and sits for week 16, and we're going to spice it up a little bit. Uh, obviously, Clark and I talked about this on last week's Start and Sit podcast, and we've kind of been beating around the bush for for the last few ones of this. It's just like at this point, do we need to talk about every game? No, no, we don't need to talk about every single game out there. You kind of know who you like and who you don't. So what we're going to do this week instead is we are each going to come to, we've each come to the table with three different games that we want to talk about. uh, And hopefully it'll lead to a little more lively conversation and hopefully prevents us from having to talk about teams that are absolute garbage and we don't want to even uh, have grace this podcast, so sorry if your team isn't mentioned this week maybe uh maybe try to be better it's personal. it's personal this is a personal attack on you <laughs> yeah yeah if we don't talk about your podcast it's because we don't like you so it's, i mean your podcast talk about your team you also don't probably we probably won't talk about your podcast either if you have one <laughs> uh nick let's start with you give us uh what game what's one of the games that you're excited about this week
1: uh i i'm really excited for cleveland cincinnati which is as <laughs> yeah um but i think this is
2: i'm this is i'm like we're gonna avoid talking about shit games Nick's like you know what i love cincinnati Bengals,
1: dude i yeah actually all of mine are, are gonna be like wait why, why that one um but i think this could be a fun uh battle of the backs situation i've got chubb as my number five running back and joe mixon is my number seven running back uh both teams struggle to stop the run cincinnati st- struggles to stop everything um and with with mixon's all-around skill set of being able to you know be a proficient uh, pass catcher as well as a runner i think he's he's as far as you know as much as running backs can be he's sort of game script uh agnostic as uh as evan silva likes to say um so I think both these backs can have a big game. And I think we all know that Baker Mayfield wants to make, uh, you know, Hugh hurt a little bit. So yes. I I think we can expect a, a big game out of him. I'm double checking my rankings right now, but I think, yeah, I've got him as number six. So we've got five, six, seven uh, for their respective rankings. Um, but I, yeah, I think that we could see some sneaky fireworks out of these guys.
2: I, uh, I last week was all aboard the Doug Martin as a sleeper pick because I was like, look, Doug Martin has been like mildly decent and the Bengals defense is just hot friggin' garbage. Of course, he does nothing for me, Uh, but I would love it if Nick Chubb just just goes off and has a has a 200 scrimmage yard game with three touchdowns. It would really help my my attempt of not losing the league that I'm in. Uh, So I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard a battle of the backs in Cleveland or in Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good call. And there's fantasy relevance in this game, even though it may not be, you know, two of the best teams in the NFL going after each other. And this is the weird kind of juxtaposition of how you can look at things depending on a different team. I'm glad the Browns are better this year because no one should have to suffer that much. But then I'm also like, ha take that Bengals. You're still terrible.
2: <laughs> oh. You sack. The question is, will Marvin Lewis get
1: fired this year or this season? No. Uh, yeah, and Hugh Jackson's going to replace him. Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I did leave out, though, uh, David Njoku. He caught five of five balls for 63 yards in a TD last time they played. So, you know, keep your eye on him. I, I'd like to ask a long-term question.
2: I would like to answer your long-term
1: question. Cool. So I picked up uh, I picked up AJ Green in a in a league that I I missed the playoffs by one spot. I can rant about that too. Um, but anyway, I keep AJ Green in auction league for twenty six bucks next year, which is a great deal. But honestly, I'm kind of afraid of him. Like he hasn't really had a smash year. In he was a minute. hot
2: this year. Then he just tore his ACL.
1: I what think injured did
2: Toe. Toe? Broken toe? The, yeah. Broken foot? Sure. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh Speaking more general, this is a below the waist thing. It was <laughs> – Below the waist. <laughs> he hurt his legs. Um, I think that's a lot to give up for AJ Green because like you were quickly alluding to, right, he, he hasn't been like dominant recently I guess. The bigger thing for me is it's like uh, – well, who's going to be quarterback are we certain certain that Andy Dalton's gonna be quarterback for the Bengals and even if he is quarterback are we certain that uh hobbled like I don't know there's a lot of turmoil in in Cincinnati and I I would I wouldn't want to invest so much of my like uh whatever you want to call your money spending because I don't play that style so budget. I don't know these words your budget um, that's a good word for it on AJ Green with with all these question marks surrounding the Cincinnati okay. Bengals
0: so does that mean next year A.J. Green is going to slip into the
1: third?
2: I'm
0: and gonna we're going to talk
1: about it all again. I'm going to start doing no, yeah. the drum
0: right now for
2: A.J. Green in the third, it sounds like. Awesome. Uh, we're going to be right back at it. People are going to be like, wait, haven't we heard everyone get really hyped about A.J. Green in the third? Plus, really? he hurt his leg. Yeah, so that's going to unless I'm less thrilled. If he had hurt his wrist, well, right, then, we're, then we're in business, you guys. Then we are cooking with gas. Clark, what's one of the games you're excited about this week?
0: So I am very excited to watch or essentially check the box score of the team from Washington traveling to Tennessee to see if Derrick Henry will have his first four game streak of double digit fantasy points. At the beginning of the year, I called Deion Lewis to just be absolutely the best back in Tennessee and he was going to dominate and give you a fantastic, like just inside the top 24 running back season for almost free. And I was right for 10 weeks and Derek Henry has come on of late. And so now I'm interested to see, are they going to keep feeding him? Uh, and will people who were stubborn or just had a roster spot and thought, why not? Uh, are they going to get paid off for, for sticking with this, Flyer turned fantasy savior, yeah. I think he's
1: gonna smash. I've got him as the RB12 this week.
2: I we talked about this on Tuesday's podcast. Derrick Henry is an enigma, or not an enigma. The how the Titans use Derrick Henry is an enigma because every year or the last two years, this is what's happened. Derrick Henry has gotten the workload and he's looked great doing it, and then without fail. The Titans come into the following year being like, we've got another running back. We're not going to turn the backfield over to Derrick Henry entirely. Just, why can't you just give the man 20 touches from the first game of the season? Let's just, just ride him. Let's see what he can do. Give him 20 touches every game for a whole freaking season. And see what happens.
0: It's so frustrating. So he's had four, five, and five double digit games in his first three years. So if he
2: stops, then he'll just be like on pace. It'll wow. be. <laughs> You know, but if he had a full effing workload, god damn it! It really it annoys me. It annoys. And when when Demarco Murray retired last year, every I was fully on it. I was like, "This is it, Derrick Henry breakout. Let's do this." And then they signed Deion Lewis. I was like, "Fuck you, Tennessee."
0: He's just not. I don't know. He just doesn't look that good. He's big, and he's real fast. He he's like Tevin Coleman plus 50 pounds. Like and actually Tevin Coleman actually looked a little bit better this year, but Devin he's Coleman one of those guys that's it. just stiff. And I want to be wrong, like I want to see him turn 27, 28, learn how to do it a little better
2: and mm-hmm. be better. Because Lord knows we need running backs, but Meh. Ah. Nah. Yeah. You're just worried that if he does put in another double digit performance, Jordan's going to claim that thousand dollar prize for the RB1 yeah, league. Have, like, the pride of the R B one league. <laughs> Uh, All right. The game I'm excited. One of the games I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, I don't even know if I'm really excited for it, but I figured I had to talk about it was the bills at new England had to talk about it because I've spent like all week hyping up Robert Foster. Uh, And I talked about Tuesday and I just can't stress it enough. Like start Robert Foster Everywhere. And I'm not going to list all of his receiving stats recently because by now you know them. Basically, the dude has, like, gone over 100 yards in three of his last five games and scored a touchdown in two of them. So, like, homeboy gets you points. But what I will say, Patriots pass defense uh, is fifth in the league with 20-point 20-yard plays allowed, 20-plus yard plays allowed. 20 plus yard plays allowed. Uh, they're tied with the so if you think the Bucs have a bad pass defense, well, now you are an equivalent to the Patriots. And they've allowed the fifth most 40-plus yard plays allowed in the passing game. All you need to do, all that needs to happen is just one bomb that Josh Allen throws for 60 yards of Robert Foster outrunning Devin McCourty as he takes a bad angle. It's exactly what's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. So you start him. It's an easy eight points right there in standard leagues. And then you just run from there. Uh, of course, now he's going to put up goose egg, um, as I definitely am trying to speak a good game into existence. But I believe it anyways. He's going to do it because I know this Patriots defense too effing well, and they love giving up uh, at least one big play.
1: Fully agree with that. With with your Robert Foster call, not the uh, that he's going to plop. Because you said so, yeah. We um, didn't plop because I said so. And guys, start Josh Allen. So good. I mean, for fantasy purposes, oh my god, because he's not a good quarterback. <laughs> no, but we don't need him to be. I've got him as the quarterback too, and I'm so excited. I'm benching Andrew Luck for him in the championship. Bold. That yeah. seems
2: very bold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: That being, I mean, <laughs> the Patriots do are notorious for for just being unable to handle athletic quarter quarterbacks. Quick little Patriots aside, I'm really hoping that this season, just because of how awful things have gone, and I understand I say that as a very privileged Patriots fan, um, I would love a revamped linebacking core on defense. Let's add some speed into our defense. It's never going to happen because Belichick loves his big-ass run thumpers. Um, but I would love I would love some speed at the linebacker position and some people who can actually cover uh, tight ends and running backs. That would be great.
1: Open invite to Bill Belichick to come on the show and explain. Yes, please
2: come on to the show and explain why you put Rob Gronkowski in the back for that Hail Mary and why Malcolm Butler didn't play in Super Bowl 52.
0: Or if he wants to talk about a hobby, maybe he is tired of football. We'd also take that. That's fair, too. Ten minutes at the top of the show talking about
2: not football. That'd be interesting. Hey, do you like shirts that are designed to be untucked? (laughs) Have we got the podcast for you, Bill? (laughs) Clark, what's another game that you're interested in this week?
0: Uh, so, so what I'm actually interested in watching, I can't wait to see it, is the Ravens and the Chargers. Both of these teams yeah, have been playing yeah. really well. Uh, the Ravens haven't been on a hot streak win wise, but they've just the games they've lost have been so close, and their defense is really shutting down some premier offenses. I can't wait to see Lamar Jackson go up against Joey Bosa and Ingram. Can't wait to see Phillip Rivers get challenged, you know, maybe without Keenan Allen. Uh, really, really excited to watch this game. Playoff implications, all kinds of interesting things going on. Uh, I think even if Melvin Gordon plays, you don't start him this week. Really? the Ravens. Yeah. Um, the Ravens are shutting it down in the run. Uh, he's hurt. You know, I think his pride is him coming back too early.
1: I just... I don't know. I don't have a bunch of fancy stats. Uh,
0: but I, if you're in the, you're in the Super
1: I, I'd say start him, man. Um, well, he, good. I'd start he, Andrew Luck. The, <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, his timeline is okay for uh, for recovering from the MCL. I, I think he's ready to rock. And, I mean, they just – they feature him in all facets of the game. And especially if, if Keenan Allen's down, he's going to take up some of those targets. Oh. But – I like that you brought up this game though, because I'm super stoked about Gus Edwards. That interior of the Chargers defense is—they're missing two deep tackles, two linebackers. I, I think he's going to pound the rock uh, pretty effectively up the middle. They're going to try to control the clock and you know not let that Chargers offense go. Um, yeah, I like, Gus.
2: cool. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I missed most of that. Uh, Beckett just came back from drinks with a friend and was force feeding me chips. So. I, uh, oh, that's terrible! I don't know. I Go but have Melvin Gordon. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Bench Melvin Gordon is what I heard. Don't
1: do that. Don't yeah. do that.
2: Uh, Nick, give me a game you're excited about.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see here. Next on the list is. Oh, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Miami versus Jacksonville.
2: God, you are. Whoa! Just
1: the best games. Just a, a crazy uh, fireworks game. Uh, so what I'm excited about here is Kalen Balaj. Uh, the dude is a big ass ballerina, and he he's a really good pass catcher. And this this Jags team, man, something is going on in that locker room. They're not playing for anything. They got the weirdness with with taking Fournette out of the game last week, and the the defense is just sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. I think we are looking at a twenty touch game for Kalen Ballage, and uh, I think he could come in and. and finish as like a locked well, and loaded RV two this week. I've got him as the uh, running back 16. Um, get him in your lineups if you can.
2: Yeah. He came in and played pretty nicely uh, in respite for Frank Gore when he got injured. And so you would think that, especially given the fact that they have, you know, seemingly don't know what to do with uh with what's his name kenyan drake the they don't
1: and like so it. they're
2: always like let's just give the ball to frank gore well Kalen bellage is a rookie younger player at the very least who's rookie. a big powerful back who probably is a pre- you know the next in line for frank gore so since they love giving frank gore a whole bunch of targets and touches i bet you they'll do the same with Kalen bellage and we saw it last week so yeah i like the pick i like the play i think jacksonville's defense is is stouter than maybe than maybe uh Than than last week. Who did they play last week? The Dolphins. Oh, the Vikings. Uh yeah. I think Jacksonville's defense is a little stouter than the Vikings, possibly, especially uh in the middle, but but I still like the play. Cool. This is the exact game Clark was nothing for me. I don't I don't care about this game at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh one of the games I care about this week, uh, even though it involves the Oakland Raiders is the Denver Broncos heading to Oakland to take on the Raiders. The Raiders, who, mind you, in John Gruden's pure genius and excellence, just signed Nathan Peterman to their practice squad so that they can trade away Derek Carr uh, during the offseason and have Nathan Peterman come in as their incumbent quarterback one. So get hyped, everyone.
1: The prodigal son.
2: Um, For this game, I would love – and not even love I am going to in all my leagues and by that I mean one league that I'm currently battling in. start Cortland Sutton this game uh I've been all over the place when it comes to Denver's rookie wide receivers first I love Sutton then I loved Hamilton and now I'm back to loving Sutton so yeah stay with me people Oakland's defense is allowed the fewest receptions to wide receivers but the second most touchdowns and the most red zone targets. so uh that quickly first of all I don't know how that happens but what it does do is quick, very much diminish Hamilton's value, in my opinion, uh, since Hamilton relies on volume and getting a lot of receptions. That's what he's been doing these last few weeks is it replaces uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Meanwhile, if the Raiders love giving up touchdowns and love giving up red zone targets and red zone receptions, there's no better red zone threat on the Broncos than Cortland Sutton, who's a six four guy who can go up and get the ball. So... It seems like touchdowns are more likely than receptions or a lot of receptions against Oakland. So I'm picking Cortland Sutton to be able to come down with, you know, maybe a Mike Williams stat line of 30, you know, five catches for 30 yards and two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, it seems like a lot of things named Hamilton uh, come on strong for just a minute and then we all forget about him. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think this is a, uh, I think it's a bold pick that, that receiving core has been kind of all over the place and Tim Patrick's quietly been balling at that guy can play. Um, but I like it, man. Roll those iron dice.
2: Yeah. Who says no, uh, Nicholas, give us uh, your third game that you're excited about this week.
1: Cool. Uh, this one actually, well, we'll see what Clark's reaction is, uh, Carolina versus Atlanta. Okay. Anything? A lot of
0: coaching controversy. I'm with you on, I'm with you on this one.
1: Okay, cool. But get ready, because you know I'm gonna talk about? Tyler Heineke. I was like, I hope not Ken Newton. <laughs> Kim Newton! Damn
0: it! Pause. Hold on.
1: Okay. Um uh actually no, I I so I think I think uh Christian McCaffrey's gonna get like 30 touches and
2: like
1: uh, yeah, so it's gonna be sick. Uh I also think that I've got I've got Heineke in my quarterback three rankings, but if you were like totally desperate and just need the longest of long shots to dude's the stud athlete and he's not a very good quarterback so you know that rushing floor can sneak into play at any moment if you are totally desperate why the hell not throw heineke out there Yes, have pete no no just just just, uh,
2: just 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 smiling to myself about how preposterous this is but sure I guess. I feel like there's bound there's got if you are stooping to the lowest of low for Tyler Heineke, there's gotta be someone who's better than him on your waiver wire.
0: Is there such thing as a QB three? Oh, good question. In my rankings, there
2: are. Well, what if you play thorough? What if you play a double super flex?
1: Yeah, I mean it's not I like okay, look, I've got him ahead of like Cody Kessler and Ryan Tannehill. But, like, I, rushing floor QBs, man, they're, they're just a it's cheat true. code.
2: They're, they are a cheat code. We talked a lot about that on Tuesday's podcast. They are. I mean, they're just so nice. Any any quarterback who can who's a threat to get you, like, five or six rushing touchdowns in a season, they're fantasy gold.
0: Yeah. I'd just like to take a second to apologize to the Panthers organization. I thought that Christian McCaffrey was just going to wallow down there for a few years until he went to another team and showed how productive he could be. I missed on that one. He's been electric to watch at least the last
2: several weeks. Just fantastic. He's been amazing. He's been he's an excellent example of a team who drafts who reaches on a player or not reaches but selects a player high and knows exactly what they're going to do with him exactly what the role is for him to come in on. I feel like a lot of the times teams will reach high for these kind of like hyper-athletic, do-it-all players like Percy Harvin is someone who I th- can think of. Um, I'm trying to think of someone who's recently is is on a similar bout, but Percy Harvin is just the one who jumped into my mind. Oh, thank you, dear. More chips from all uh, of the Vikings wide receivers. All the Vikings wide receivers, <laughs> Vikings wide receivers look yeah. Treadwell. We're not even
0: listening to me. Patterson.
2: Gorill Patterson is a great one. Good one, Clark.
0: Oh, man. Um,
2: anyways, but, but, but credit to the Panthers for drafting him seventh overall, I think. And clearly we're being like, okay, we're going to have him come in. He's going to be this kind of do it all back, but we have a very clear role for him and, and, and we're going to utilize everything that he does to the fullest. So hats off to them. I like seeing that Clark. What's the last game that you're excited about this week? The last
0: game is probably the best game on the slate this week. It's the Chiefs and the Seahawks. There's no mystery starts or sits here. You're starting everybody. The Chiefs have been as explosive on offense as they have been horrible on defense. Even getting Eric Berry and Justin Houston back hasn't made a difference. They can't stop anybody. The Seahawks are starting to warm up. Russell Wilson's starting to look good. Chris Carson's starting to look good uh they've dropped a couple of games uh but they're light years ahead of where they were at the beginning of the year so i think this is just going to be a great one to watch i think russell wilson finishes as you know number one or number two qb this wow. week and i think chris carson is i don't think there's three guys i'd uh, there's not five guys i'd
2: start over him this week. I, with the Chiefs. I love the chris carson play i love him and i also love mike davis um <laughs> Because I think Chris, both of them have been able to eat simultaneously, and I think Mike Davis has also had a lot of success in the passing game, which is something that the Kansas City Chiefs struggle against, uh, limiting passes to running back. So I love, I love both those guys.
1: So I think we just signed Bo Scarborough. Watch him cool. come in here, and, cool. and Pete Carroll just do the always compete thing and give him. 20 touches in championship week. Um, Clark, when you uh, when you said that you thought Russ could finish as a top two quarterback, I was like, wait, whoa, that sounds really high. I've got him at number three. So, yeah.
0: And you kind of, like, love-hate the Seahawks, too. So, I feel like you probably wanted to put him higher. And we're like, no, but I hate these guys. So, I'm going to bump him down to three.
1: Yeah, k- kind of. Except Patrick Mahomes and my boy Josh Allen taking over the number one at two spot. It's going to happen.
2: It's going to be – it's it's going to utterly destroy me Sunday if the Patriots lose and Josh Allen actually is the second-best fantasy quarterback that week. It's just going to be crushing to me. I mean, and I especially special. if he doesn't effing get a goddamn touchdown for Robert Foster. If Robert Foster has a goose egg, Josh Allen is the second-best quarterback in fantasy football and the Patriots lose. It's going to be a real rough weekend for me. It's not going to be leading into a good Christmas.
1: I think Josh Allen's only had, like, over the last, like, five weeks. He's only had, like, one week where he wasn't, like, top five or seven.
2: It's true. Patriots defense is hot garbage, so. He'll keep it up. Can't say it won't happen. Uh, the last game that we're going to talk about is maybe not the greatest game, but it's it's just a dilemma that I, I am having eternally, and I can't figure it out, so we're going to talk about me. Uh, it's the Los Angeles Rams heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, and you guys, I am just – too so nervous about david johnson his worst game of the season came against the rams last time and the game is going to get out of hand fast and so my worry is, is that that's going to force the cardinals to use david johnson as their as as a passing threat which the rams have allowed the fifth fewest passing arts to running back so that's not going to be successful he might get you five to six standard points but we're talking about me now. I need a big game out of him if I'm starting him. And so I'm worried that someone like, you know, I've got Jordan Howard, who's suddenly been decided that he can score touchdowns, uh, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, Mike Williams. These are all guys who I could start in my flex over D, uh, David Johnson. And I need you guys to either agree with me or talk me down off my cliff and tell me that my ridiculous nervousness about David Johnson is unwarranted.
0: It's real hard to feel good about a running back on a team that is probably not going to score a touchdown. But he's so good. I don't know, Pete. I
1: know I'm not helping you at all. But um, So I've got him in this goopy little tier that I put in the my running backs 21 through 24 that is titled RB2s that should be higher but are downgraded due to outside factors. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect. That's helpful. I like it. Concise. It, so, I mean, you think like he's he's been he's been a flop, and he he got put on the bench. Uh, I think partway through the game last week, and they're not playing for anything. They're like what three and eleven. They're playing for draft position right now. So that means they don't want. I, yeah, I honestly, I, I kind of I think that. Okay, yeah, I'd, I'd start Josh Howard or Jordan Howard, and I know that that's insane, but I think second half against. The Niners, um, he could explode. He's had like nineteen carries in back to back games. Um tell, correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but he, he how would see a crazy workload. Great. All of a sudden, great.
2: Thanks, thanks, Matt and Aggie. Okay, and okay. I just had to check. Year? I thought I thought the Cardinals gave up their first
0: this year for Rosen, but no, they just moved up five picks for their
2: third and a fifth.
0: That's pretty good actually. That's pretty good.
2: Um Yeah, and it's going to – I mean, the reason – it's like doubly hard for me to make this decision because I stupidly benched David Johnson last week and he got me 15 points on my bench. And so now I'm just – I just don't know what to do. I'm all confuzzled, you guys. All confuzzled.
0: Classic stepping on the rake situation. You hurt your foot and you're about to get smacked in the face
2: too. I know. It's coming for me full force. I don't know if that's a thing, but – I like it. It should be a thing. That was well said, Clark. Cool beans. Well, there you go. There's a much more concise and, and shortened starts and sits as we've got talked about games that we're a little more, have a little more interest in, a little more excitement. Is there anyone else who you guys are feeling super high on or super low on this week?
1: Did we want to uh, hit on uh, the, the Jordan Bowl?
2: The Jordan the Jordan Memorial game, since he's not yeah. here on the podcast with us today. Sure, we could talk about the Jets at the Packers to take them on. Uh, if we want to talk about starts and sits in that game, I like Robbie Anderson as a play. I think the Packers secondary has obviously been a uh, secondary you can take advantage of and, and wide receivers have put production up against. And recently, Sam Darnold and he have just been clicking and, and has been a very explosive pairing, and, and they're kind of on the same page. And the, and the Jets organization is just letting Sam Darnold now actually make – plays as opposed to like sam uh hand the ball off to isaiah coel 30 times and throw a bunch of check downs like let's let's see the guy start making some throws down the field and he, so he's been doing that and of course shocker uh robbie anderson has flourished during that time so i think he's someone that if you want to i don't think he's gonna be anything higher than a wide receiver too um but he's certainly worth a, a flex start in my opinion and and maybe if you're feeling if you're feeling l- lucky and ballsy
1: throw him in at your wide receiver too um the guy that I'm stoked for in this game is Elijah McGuire. Uh, the kid can play. He's an all-purpose back, and the Jets have finally embraced him. He's had – look at his uh, touch totals right now. He had 17 and 18 carries, but I know he got worked through the uh, passing game over the last two weeks. Um, but anyway, the, the, the Green Bay run defense or running back defense – Rather, uh, is is not imposing at all. And I think this dude's gonna he's gonna be okay, he's had four targets in each of the last two games. Um I think Elijah McGuire is in for a a high teen, if not like twenty or so touches uh this week against a, a workable Packers defense. So I'm I'm stoked about Elijah McGuire. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: Aaron Rodgers puts up like forty this week just to drive the nail into the hearts of all of those
2: uh Aaron Rodgers owners. This week. Just, just because, because why not? I also I feel like once we um once we make it big, and uh, we have our own TV show and and people are tuning into us regularly, I think people then will be able to fully appreciate the Clark Barnes pause because it's it's so the visuals that go along with it are exceptional. It's always I always know when Clark is like has something to say, but he's also kind of like in his head. He's like. I don't really care so about this game. Do I really need to say? I mean, I could say it. Feel obliged to say something. Exactly, and you you see that thought process go through. It's it's a beautiful thing as he looks at his screen, and then he rolls to the camera and just goes, "Aaron Rodgers is gonna destroy humans." So I guess that's just where we're at. And it rolls back.
0: Yeah, much more interested in someone in Austin is selling like 180 pounds of cement sealer for like twenty dollars. Oh shit! Get on that. How that is that a good deal? It seems I just, like What are you still game.
1: doing here? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. what is what, what? Yeah, what are you sealing? Are you building like a, a crypt or something?
0: I uh, so all of my teams in all of my playoffs lost, <laughs> so you're gonna bury week. them? and so like I researched the three games that I said I would research because I signed up for something and I'm an adult. And that is it. That is all that I did.
2: Oh my gosh. The key Yo. to next year's season is to have Clark in leagues where he's still relevant in because then we're well, gonna... I made it to the
0: pre-Super
2: Bowl and you made it to the finals in the RB1 league. Oh yeah, but that's Jordan's team. I'm going to kill him.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, there you go. Cool. I want to uh, I want to rant about something really quick here cool beans in my is in it, my high cement ceiling <laughs> <laughs> it how, it's going for
0: so damn cheap first of all <laughs> 120 pounds of 20 dollars rip off rip
2: it's, off yeah, my cement ceiling business is getting thrown out because of these <laughs> stupid idiots selling it so cheaply
1: so uh in my high school league i've been doing this for like 12 years now or longer um it's, it's a super reliable league. No one ever screws up uh, with you know like not starting anyone. It happened this year. Pivotal game. I ended up missing the playoffs, tied with the fourth I, I finished fifth, tied with the fourth place team. I beat him in the final week and I'm like 10 points four behind him. He got a W because a guy, this is such a kicker. I traded with this dude. I, I acquired with, with his opponent. I, I acquired Zach Ertz from him. He forgot to to start Eric Ebron, who posted 25 points on his bench. The only and he, he also started an inactive Randall Cobb, announced inactive days before. He could have started Peyton Barber against a, a, a difficult team, who he wasn't gonna start, or Corey Davis in a good matchup. The guy likes Corey Davis anyway. Lost by an amount that he easily could have won by, and gifted this dude a win, and I missed the playoffs because of this. And it it felt like a personal attack, and I wanted to do something. Just like
2: our personal attack to all of our listeners who we didn't didn't talk about your team. You're gonna feel worse when Pete puts some sappy music over that
0: (laughs) soliloquy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about it, but of course that's now happening. Oh, it's gonna be beautiful
1: does that bullshit? That sucks, validate though. me here. That Dude, does suck. I, that does suck. I need
2: a hug. <laughs> that is that is stupid. That is dumb. And again, I mean, fantasy football is stupid. I think we can all agree on that. It's, it's a dumb little pastime that we all have. That has, so so much for, some it's, <laughs> for some reason, I hate it. For some reason, it has become this uh, huge dealio. While we're talking about once
0: we get our TV show, I would just like to commend the talent at yahoo fantasy for finally winning they finally started wearing t-shirts this year and you could tell brad evans made a couple of comments about it so you know that he argued with people that are like no we are professionals we wear suits and ties and blah blah, blah. it's like i i couldn't care less what someone wears because everybody that does the games for fox and nbc and abc looks super sharp and they're a bunch of and donkeys up there <laughs> I don't care what the person is exactly, wearing. No, I would just like them love to it. sort of know what they're talking about. So good on you, Yahoo producers, for giving in. I don't give a shit what the people are wearing. Just hire good talent. And I think Yahoo has a lot of great looks out there. Not as good as fake teams, obviously. Obviously. No. But very Clark,
2: good. Clark, did you notice, you didn't happen to notice, per chance if uh, these Yahoo members, were their shirts untucked? <laughs> they, they, They were. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If only if only there was a button down that was designed to be untucked and now there is for a limited time see that's the kind of marketing and branding we can give you untucked get at us at our
1: sponsored by the drag
2: um cool beans well are you guys uh you guys have big christmas plans
0: I get to stay home this Christmas. Everybody's coming to see dad who lives in Georgetown, just up the road here in Austin. And I finagled some David Sedaris theater tickets for. Ooh, very nice. I'm very excited to go yeah. see. It's a little theater in the round. It's like 70 seats. Should be pretty
2: sweet. That's awesome.
1: I've got like three Christmases. I got to go to. a lot of family around here.
2: Yeah. How is the triple Thanksgiving?
1: So tired. So tiring. <laughs> um ended up yeah, I, I I clocked out at like one AM taking a, a ferry back from an island outside of Seattle. Damn dude. Living
2: the life. Yeah. Getting out there wearing bar t shirts. Just killing it. Just killing it i am had out. We're heading out to Minnesota uh, on Friday to have spend Christmas, actual Christmas, with Becca's family, and then we fly back home and then do later Christmas with my family. So it's very nice. It's a nice Ooh. little, uh, nice little situation we've got going. Uh, for the listeners, for all you dear listeners, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Happy Holidays to you guys. Uh, peeling back the onion curtain. I don't think we're going to be doing a podcast next week, because we're all going to be doing holiday stuff. Um, but from this point on, we will be doing just once a, one-a-week podcasts, because the fantasy season is over, and there's no reason to put out twice the content that we need to. But We will be doing one weekly podcast, and I think we've decided to record that on Tuesday night. So it will come to you Wednesday day, hopefully, putting it in the middle of the week so that we can capture, uh, be able to capture most of the fantasy, the football news uh, as it comes out. So stay tuned for that. Look forward to that. Enjoy your break, everyone. Enjoy your holidays. Uh, Enjoy your final week of fantasy football. So, championship week, everyone. Good luck in all your leagues. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and on Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. Uh, Follow myself at Pete M. Rogers. Follow Clark and NFL Clark. Follow Nick at Ginger underscore underscore Nick without a K. We will be back at you guys in the new year, 2019. Holy mackerel. Uh, And until then,
0: peace!